I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What is going on, everyone? And welcome to r slash entitled parents, the movie 2021 edition. This is the series in which I take the best entitled parent stories from the past few months, the past year in this episode, 2021 as a whole so far and i put them into one extra long video like a movie and you sit back relax and enjoy it as you can see down below it's about an hour 40 long it's going to be a cracker loads of incredible entitled parent stories in this one so yeah if you haven't done already go and get a snack go and get a drink this is going to be a long epic video sit back relax and let's get straight into it oh and also if you did see the original intro then you're a legend it means you're subscribed to the channel and you were here on the day this is posted if you didn't and you have absolutely no idea what i'm on about right now don't worry but you can maybe get some sort of clue by looking at the day this was posted and also the comment section as well will probably be quite telling without further ado though let's get into the first of these entitled parent stories you hit my kid with a snowball during a snowball fight so my friend had this happen to him and wanted me to share it here i will talk from his perspective throughout for context i'm at a snowball fight and i'm hiding behind a snow mound I see a kid sneak around the mound, so I hit him with a snowball. He cries and runs home. I don't really think much of it, so I keep playing and tell my friend on my team. He just laughs and we play peacefully for about three minutes. Then the kid's entitled mum comes up to me. Why did you hit my kid with a snowball? Uh, mom, this is a this is a snowball fight. What are you talking about? But why did you target my poor angel? She gestured towards her son. I didn't, mom. He was about to hit me with a snowball himself. This is abuse. The police will hear about this and I'll see you in court. She then storms off and is stopped by my friend's parents. It was his house. What is going on? My friend then explains everything. You raised such an effing rude by child. And then the entire mum is just forced to leave. Well, look, if you ask me, if there's one place you're allowed to throw a snowball at someone with with no repercussions, surely it's in a snowball fight. I mean, (laughs) how can you cry about getting hit with a snowball in a snowball fight? You know what you signed up to do, you know, get hit with snowballs. It's kind of in the name. But yeah, I I don't know. Maybe this person just doesn't like getting hit with snowballs and, and this was their way of finding out. No more snowball fights for you in future, I guess. Now moving on to our next story. My mum and stepdad stopped a class of kids from ever having hot chocolate again. So I was making a delicious cup of hot chocolate on my own earlier and it reminded me of the following story. I think this belongs here. I'm not quite sure. I'll be the judge of that, all right? So don't worry about that. A few side notes before I begin for all the folks that don't live in the UK, aka losers, by the way. Uh, Anyway, I better not say that. Firstly, year six is the final year in primary school. For Americans, I think that's like your version of middle school. I'm not sure though. No, neither am I. I'm sorry. But year six should be, what, 11 years old. Secondly, in my primary school, the deaf students had their own classroom for each year for extra support. They would still be included in our class projects and main subjects, English, maths, and science, but they had their own classroom for other subjects, so they had more support. In my year, as there were three deaf kids, a couple of kids from the main class could go into the deaf class for extra support for them and so the deaf kids didn't feel as isolated. 
Thirdly, green and black chocolate is very expensive. Good quality chocolate. It's around two pounds a bar in shops. What's that? Three dollars. It's very rich depending on the percentage of cocoa in it. You can get different percentages of cocoa and that would be how strong it is. So 85% cocoa would be stronger than 80% cocoa. My mum loves green and blacks, by the way. Now, onto the story. The entitled mum in this story is actually my mum. Oh god, that is not a good sign. And entitled stepdad is my stepdad. Okay, here we go. So, when I was in year six, me and another girl were in the deaf class with the deaf kids. In our school, we were allowed to call our teachers by their first names. Not every primary school is like this, most actually go by surnames. So, the deaf kids teacher was a lovely Greek woman. We will call her nice teacher. Now, she was a very enthusiastic teacher. Once a week, she would make us students in the smaller class hot chocolates as a treat. It was the best hot chocolate I had ever had. Well, one week, our nice teacher asked us students to chip in with ingredients. She gave each student an item to get, and I had the task of getting the chocolates. However, she specifically asked me to get the green and black chocolate at 85%. After school that day, I asked my entitled mum and entitled stepdad when we were next going shopping. They both said they weren't sure. The next day, my mum said shopping was getting done whilst me and my brother were at school. He's three years younger than me. So I asked her about the chocolate. She said no, as it was too expensive. She then asked why I needed it, so I told her. Her and my entitled stepdad exploded. They said they weren't paying for it and we can just use cheap chocolates. I explained that I was asked specifically to get that chocolate as it's what our teacher used But my entitled stepdad and mum weren't having any of it instead of going shopping They actually called a meeting with the head teacher deputy head and my nice teacher I don't know what exactly happened in that meeting But when it was over the nice teacher came back into the classroom in tears I knew what had happened She stood in front of the very small class and told us all that due to a complaint, we weren't allowed to have hot chocolate ever again. I felt awful. I knew it was because of my parents. Just as lunch was beginning, she pulled me aside and told the other kids to leave. She told me that my entitled mum and entitled stepdad complained. And she said because it really upset her, she actually didn't want me in her class anymore. She said she would keep Jess, but she will exchange me for another kid. I got so upset. I was only 10 years old at the time. I enjoyed being in her class. She was actually the reason I got so into Greek mythology. That is what she taught us in history. As far as I'm aware, all the time she was still at the school, she never made hot chocolate for the students ever again. Oh, and don't worry. When I went to secondary school, my entitled mum and stepdad were exactly the same. Whenever we had food tech, they would always moan about buying the ingredients. And if you didn't have the ingredients, you had to give a couple of pounds to the teacher to be able to use their ingredients. Well, my entitled stepdad and entitled mum refused to do that too. They had so many meetings with teachers and it actually resulted in me being kicked out of food tech classes. As I said, I'm not sure if this belongs here. My boyfriend said that my entitled mum and entitled stepdad were being entitled a bit as they stopped the whole class from having it. But I'm honestly not sure. Wait, OP, are you serious? (laughs) Yes, clearly they're being entitled. I mean, they're literally not willing to pay, what, two pounds? Which, by the way, it's not a lot of money, is it? You can afford to pay two pounds on a bit of chocolate for your entire class. They're not giving two pounds of their own money away to enable a teacher to actually, you know, reward her students for great work. 
make the students like the teacher more and enjoy being at school like yes that is so entitled you're literally ruining so many people's days let alone your own child you know op now at 10 years old is being told to leave the class because this teacher hates her parents so much imagine that as a 10 year old that would screw you up in your head and that is only because of your entitled parents not wanting to fork out literally three dollars two pounds seriously of course they're entitled madness uh, what's more you know when, when you go to secondary school yeah and you're doing food tech which obviously involves making food you're gonna need to spend some money on ingredients true that's you know part and parcel you know that's in the memo when you do food tech but you're gonna need to have some ingredients and uh, maybe some schools provide all the ingredients for you but surely at the majority you have to pay uh, you would think right it's because otherwise who else is gonna pay so why are they not paying for the food tech ingredients that you need to do your schoolwork it's like not paying for an a4 pad of paper so you literally can't write anything down it's that it's the equivalent of that in my opinion it's just mad um yeah no wonder you were kicked out op obviously it wasn't your fault but clearly it was your entitled parents fault 100 they are entitled now moving on to our third story entitled mum accuses us of practicing satanism for celebrating halloween so for a little background i am a 20 year old female and me and my mum live in argentina now we run a little english institute in our neighborhood not many students roughly 25 to 30. every year we like to teach our students about the different festivities and holidays celebrated in america you know thanksgiving saint patrick's halloween they get to decorate the classroom and we have little parties where they bring snacks and play holiday related games it is so much fun and they love learning about american culture their favorite holiday is of course halloween they get to dress up and we give them sweets we've been doing it for years and never had any issues that is until the last october 31st the kids had dressed as princesses and superheroes and were decorating with cute little bats and pumpkins nothing creepy we were having a good time until lo and behold appeared the most terrifying creature known to mankind no not a devil not a zombie not dracula not any other halloween creature i can think of off the top of my head right now whilst i'm recording this an entitled mother the most terrifying creature of all guys quickly drop a like on this video if for next halloween you want to see me you know dress up as an entitled mother and make a video in an entitled mother a karen costume like this video comment down below let's see how many likes we get anyway she barged into the classroom without knocking or even saying hello while dragging her daughter by the arm and starts yelling at me to get the person in charge trembling in fear i scrambled quickly to get my mother the conversation went something like this my mother said hello entitled mum what can i do for you now shut up and listen to me you little satan lover excuse me you heard me what kind of establishment teaches children about satan and how to adore the devil by forcing it down their throats on a foreign evil holiday mom halloween has nothing to do with satan bs i know what i'm talking about i read it on the internet you and your daughter are practicing satanism em if you calm down i can easily explain to you what halloween is about no i will not allow you to feed my daughter lies and poison her mind with your darkness at this point the poor kid looked like she wanted to disappear into the depths of the earth the other children and i could do nothing but just stare in horror in case you haven't realized this is a catholic country if you don't like it you can easily go back to that country of brutes my mum was too dumbfounded by this crazy woman's ignorance to even respond anymore. I pay you every month, so I demand you cancel this madness or I will be taking my daughter to another institute. 
I'm sorry, but other kids are having fun and enjoying themselves. I'm not going to cancel Halloween for them just because one person doesn't like it. At this point, the entitled mum goes red and starts screaming at the top of her lungs while violently yanking at her poor kid's arm towards the door. I will sue you. I will notify the police and tell my church that there are Satanists in town. I swear I will make sure you and your female dog of a daughter never teach again. She slams the door on her way out. Never saw her or her daughter again. And I have to say, I'm relieved. Though I do feel sorry for that poor child. She may not be able to ever celebrate Halloween, but she sure knows what it's like to live with the devil. Oh yeah, classy little line there at the end, OP. As I said, halfway through the story, I mean, what is worse than an entitled parent? Genuinely nothing. I mean, seriously. Uh, Again, if you do want to see me dress up as a Karen, you know, get the wig, whack a bit of makeup on. Am I even saying, am I really saying this though? But am I, you know what I am. If you want to see it, yeah, drop a like. Um, I'm going to set a big like guard because that involves, like dressing up as a Karen involves putting in like clip-on earrings probably whacking some mascara you know that the whole whatever mile however many miles it is in the phrase um so yeah let's go for 15k likes I- i'm tempted to go 20 you know F- I- 50- I- I'll-, I'll keep it low so i'll give you guys a chance Fifteen thousand likes on this video yeah and i will do next october oh this is terrible next october i will film a video in a full karen costume with makeup with everything yeah Fifteen thousand. Is that too low? 15,000 guys. There you go. 15,000 likes and I'll do it. It's up to you and it's up to you to keep on reminding me if we come if we come close as well. I know you can do it, but I kind of don't want you to do it. So if you wouldn't mind just, you know, now unliking the like button, that'd be great. Appreciate it. Let's move on. Now moving on to our final story. Entitled mother messes up big at the ER. As I was sitting in the waiting room at the ER, there was a young girl about 10 by her looks. She was also totally bald and didn't hide it. Overhearing her mum, I came to find out she has cancer and was getting ready for her chemo treatments. At this hospital, they have service dogs meant to calm kids down when they get scared. The dog they let her take care of was only small. I have no idea what breed, sorry. She was on the gurney, waiting her turn, happily petting the dog. This is when an entitled mum joins the story. She walks right up to the counter with her little girl who was crying. The entitled mum said she fell off the swing set and got a black eye. She was told to take a seat and wait until cooled. As she was walking to sit down, her daughter spots the dog and squeals. She wants to pet the puppy. The young girl's mother tried to explain that the dog was a special dog and her daughter was taking care of him and he was taking care of her and to please not touch the dog. The entitled mum did not like this and started at a very high volume where everyone could hear saying, my baby wants to pet the mutt. She is going to pet the mutt and put her hands on her hips like she'd already won the fight. The entitled mum then tried to reach over the young girl's mother to take the dog. But when she did this, she pulled the IV drip out of the girl's arm, landing it directly on her mother. I'm not sure about the dog, but it yelped so loud, so I assume she did as well. At this hospital, they don't just have security, but there is a police officer stationed there as well. Both security and the cop grabbed the entitled mum and put her to the floor hard. She landed face first on the big rubber mats they have at the doors. In seconds, she was cuffed and hauled into the security room, the whole time screaming about all the things an angry entitled mum tends to scream about. Her daughter was taken to a quiet room with a nice nurse, while other nurses worked on getting the poor young girl hooked back up to everything. The poor little dog was so scared, he became useless to the girl. Lucky they have more than one dog on site at all times. This time, they brought her a German Shepherd. 
After I was seen and on my way out, I saw one of the security guys and asked him how things ended since I was seeing the doctor. He laughed and said she got trespassed from the hospital and its property, resisting arrest, assault on the cop, I guess she scratched his face enough to make it bleed, interfering with a service animal while it is on duty, assault on the young girl and her mother. If there was more, I can't remember. I just wish I was there when they took her out screaming and kicking. To be honest with you guys, it seems a bit weird that, you know, someone can literally just walk into a hospital, the ER in this situation, and instantly be able to be in contact with someone that is on an IV drip and is about to have chemotherapy. Do you you not think? Like, surely, normally, if you're going to have chemotherapy, you wouldn't sit in a normal waiting area waiting to have the chemo, you know what I mean? Like, with with a drip in. Wouldn't you be, like, on your own bed somewhere, maybe in, like, another room with other people that are also waiting? I don't really know how it works, I'll be honest. So please enlighten me in the comments down below. What I'm pretty much saying is it seems weird that someone can come in with a black eye and instantly, you know, you know, be in contact with someone that, that is about to go through chemotherapy and do something horrible like this. I imagine that, you know, this sort of thing doesn't happen too often where an entitled mum would attack a, a, a girl that is on, about to have chemo and is on a drip, I presume. So I assume that the hospital don't normally, you know, a- account for this sort of thing or expect this sort of thing to happen. But still, you never know. It's just a bit weird that, um, you know, you'd, you'd be allowed to be in contact with someone like this, in my opinion, at this stage of coming into a hospital with just a black eye. I don't know. There's a reason I don't work in hospitals, because clearly I'm clueless. So yeah, if anyone watching this does work in a hospital, please let me know how that could possibly have happened. It seems a little bit weird to me, but other than that, yeah, great story. I enjoyed this entitled mum getting absolutely flattened by the security guard and the police officer. And yes, like OP, I would have loved to see that in the flesh. I need a picture, you idiots. This happened yesterday on Christmas Day. So we all went to our cousin's house for Christmas. He has a wife and an adorable little baby who gets thoroughly spoilt by everyone who meets him. Over the last couple of years, the guy's recently done very well in his job and has therefore bought some very expensive things, including a flat in central London. He's also a car guy, as am I, and bought a few items that the two of us have always fantasized over. These include an Aston Martin DBS and a 1969 Ford Mustang. With COVID-19, etc., I haven't seen my very well-off cousin in a long time. And in that time, he bought the Mustang. When we arrived, I immediately asked to see the Stang and possibly even go for a drive in it. We did, and it was indistinguishable from heaven. The throaty growl, the downshifts, the meaty steering wheel. It looked like something hell spat back out. It was a bloody museum piece. Now on to the arrival of the entitled mother. Now, my cousin bought a flat that came with its own underground parking spots. It wasn't exactly private in the sense that only my cousin had access, but it did have decent security measures and was only open to residents of the building. Whilst we idled back to our designated spot, we noticed a young teenager and her mother take an interest in the car. My cousin is a large show-off, so he revved the engine slightly as he stepped out. The entitled mum approached us with her phone out. Hey, sorry to bother you, but can my daughter take a picture with the car? Sure, said my cousin. Just be careful not to lean on the bonnet or anything. No, no, we meant my daughter would be sitting inside the car with the door open and holding the keys in her hand. What a jump. Ah, I'm sorry, but this is of great personal importance to me. I can't let that happen, but I am more than happy for you to take pictures as long as they are front on. Excuse me? It's not like we're gonna drive off. Just give us the keys. You can watch from the side. As she said this, she made a motion to move towards the passenger door. 
This car is a bit of a dream come true for both me and my cousin So I wasn't just gonna stand there silently. I moved to position myself in between her and the door Young man, you will move right this instant. It's my right to take pictures whenever and wherever I want to as I have a property here And so does my cousin. Please respect his wishes. You can still take a picture Just not sitting inside the car by this point There was a mini commotion caused enough to draw the attention of the security guards Mom, I will have to ask you to leave the premises or return to your residence The entitled mum lost it. She started screaming at the security guard, at my cousin, at me, and just generally screaming. It's too long to include here, but it involves some choice words pertaining to immigrants. My family is British Indian, to spoilt children getting their way all the time, and to the disrespect shown by the younger generation. In the end, another security guard came and helped the woman leave. I do feel bad for the woman's daughter. She was just in the sidelines the entire time. I don't think she really wanted to press the issue. Her mum just did it for her. All of this, to be fair, became a funny Christmas story. And within the hour, I was back to playing with my cousin's baby. Wait, wait. So you're telling me that one of the entitled mum's main points of contention here was she was angry that, you know, young, spoilt kids get their way their entire time and need to learn to respect adults. But what was she asking? She was asking for her kid probably spoilt to be put in this car that isn't even hers i mean just take the photo outside the car what difference does it make being in the car or not i mean if you're in the car you're probably just trying to fake that you own it when clearly you don't own it so maybe she was just gonna like post it all over social media and and try and flaunt the car that her daughter or her clearly doesn't own for whatever reason i don't really get that clout chasing maybe who knows um but yeah just stand next to the car the guy's been so nice your cousin op has been so nice to let this person take a car because most people would be like, you know what? Nah, it's my car, man. I don't need to ruin it. But yeah, take the photo with the car. You should be, you know, happy that you have that opportunity and move on. Now moving on to our next story. Entitled parent thinks I should give her money. So in my late 20s, I was still living with my parents and everyone at my job knew this. It was a really small company. One day, as myself and another co-worker of mine, the entitled parent of this story, were chilling in our room eating, she asked to borrow $20. She told me that her ex-husband, claimed she never took him for child support, didn't send money, that she needed to get her son to school, and on and on. I know I shouldn't have done it, but I knew that she was falling on hard times. I lent it to her and told her I needed it back the next week, which she did repay. Now, that same week was also our pay week. She says to me, Hey, OP? Yes? Can I borrow $100 now? No. Why? You let me borrow 20 and I paid it back. Yeah, but 20 is different from 100. It's a hard no. We literally just got paid today. Well, unlike you, I don't live at home like a spoiled child. I have bills and I have a kid with autism and you're taking food out of his mouth. First off, my money is my money. I'm sorry that your kid has autism, but that doesn't have anything to do with me. Go pick up extra hours if you need the money, but don't ask me. After that exchange, she then gave me the silent treatment. She was later removed from the room. I wish I could say that's where it ended, but it didn't. So fast forward a few weeks later. So I was the head of the room that she used to be in. So I made the calendar, handled the fundraiser money, and so on. This is very important to the rest of the story. Each Friday, I counted the room's money and wrote down how much we had. Usually somewhere in the week or over the weekend, someone went and bought different supplies for the room. Now, one Friday, I had a horrible migraine while I was counting, but I did what I usually did. 
I took money to buy supplies over the weekend and had already told the other co-workers that worked in the room with me After I took the supply money out I counted the remaining money twice and logged everything in When monday arrived the first thing I did was to take the change out and place it into our lockbox I counted everything but the total was way off Of course, I blamed myself because I knew I had a migraine last friday So I assumed I counted wrong, but I still told another co-worker She recounted and got the same number We went to our manager and explained everything She said she would keep the lockbox for a few days when she gave it back. Nothing was missing So we put it back in our room and left for the day The very next day we came back and it was short once again and another room's money was short as well At that point my manager and her boss decided to do a mini stakeout I really can't remember how long it took them to find who it was But when they did it was the entitled parents when she was getting fired They said she kept yelling if op would have just given me the hundred dollars I wouldn't have had to do this So till this day, I really wasn't sure if she was trying to frame me for stealing or what Oh, no, no, no. She wasn't trying to frame me from stealing I'm pretty sure she was saying if you had just paid her the hundred dollars Then she wouldn't have had to steal from the company which maybe is right But um, it still makes no sense. You're stealing from the company now The thing is right if someone asks for twenty dollars and you know, it's like twenty dollars It's like not not loads of money. Obviously, it's a significant amount, but it's not loads Yeah, fair enough pay them, you know lend it to them um, and get it back if they pay you back lovely stuff If not, it's a shame, but it's twenty dollars. It's not the end of the world If they ask you for a hundred though, that is kind of getting, you know, to the limits, isn't it? It's like, that's a lot of money to lend. So I can completely understand OP why you didn't do that. Now, even if you had done that in that situation, and clearly this person is annoyed that you didn't do that. What about next time, you know? Even if she did pay the hundred dollars back, the fact that it was on payment day is very, very worrying, obviously. And, uh, you know, what would she ask for next time? A grand? Like, it's just going to keep going. So yes, you had to put your foot down. Obviously, you did the right thing in not lending her the money. And (laughs) she's stupid enough to steal from the company she works. But it's like, how dumb are you? How fraudulent can you be? I mean, in the literal sense of the word fraud, she is one. Pretty insane. Um, yeah, she had to go. I'm so sorry, but she had to go. Oh, and by the way, before we get into our third story, don't worry. My hair is going to grow in length at the end of it. So stick around and you'll see what I mean. Now for our third story. Mother decides it's time I get married to some random guy and not my boyfriend. Oh boy, I finally get a chance to show off my parents' entitlements. This one was so fun to find out about. A little necessary background. I'm currently no contact with my parents and siblings and have been for over a year. Extended family I am okay with and spend a lot of time with. I currently live with my boyfriend, which my entire family is aware of but don't know much about. We are also Desi, Indian. My boyfriend though is white. For Christmas, I visited my aunt and cousins to drop off presents. It was a socially distance exchange, but I stayed a while to chat about things. Whenever I see my aunt, she tends to give me important updates about my parents and immediate family. For example, I knew my mum broke her arm or that my brother and his wife moved closer to home. Things like that. So my aunt had a little tidbit she wanted to share with me before I headed out. So your mum has a proposal for you. Apparently, a family friend had reached out to my mother, not knowing about our no-contact situation, and thought that her son would have been a perfect match for me. I literally know nothing about this guy, but my mother apparently rushed ahead, agreeing with this friend. She sent my photo and information, and that friend loved me, apparently. 
My mother then called my aunt, sent her the guy's photo and information, and cried, saying she didn't know how to get in contact with me to share the good news. And would she reach out to me and show the photo? My mother kept stressing that he's a good boy from a good family, and we know this person and that person and how it'd be a great match, and he lives in Chicago so I could be under my sister's nose. One of my sisters lives in Chicago while married. And oh, wouldn't it be so wonderful? My aunt responded with, "Mm mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, sure, Mm mm-hmm, and just didn't really give my mother an opinion. While speaking to my aunt about this, I was incredulous. She is all for mending my relationship with my family, but understands and respects my space. My aunt is well aware that my boyfriend and I live together, so she took what my mother said with a grain of salt, but oh my god. I'm just appalled by my mother and what she thinks is okay to say about me to other people. You see, the thing I don't get with this story is if you are no contact with your mum, I'm sure your mum can realize that you're no contact, right? It's not like a one-way no contact relationship. Like you're her daughter. You've got no contact. Why is she then still caring about who you're marrying? That's what I don't really understand. Like why does it even matter to her anymore? If her own daughter has said, I don't actually want to see you again in my life, then why is she still trying to find you a partner for life? I don't get it. doesn't make any sense to me. The fact that she doesn't know that you have a boyfriend and is like, oh yes, let me find this man for you. It just shows that your relationship has completely broken down, probably because you are non-contact, obviously. So yeah, as I say, I just don't know why she's even getting involved. I love that your aunt was just like, yeah, I'm not going to tell her that she's got a boyfriend. I'm just going to, you know, let all this information go and say, oh yeah, it sounds amazing. I'll definitely pass this on with the highest regard and make sure your daughter does this. What a load of rubbish. Entitled Kid thinks he can get a custom-built PC for 80 bucks. Has this happened to anyone who owns a PC building service on Facebook? So a week ago, I got a message from someone's kid asking for a PC. So I tell him what I tell everybody and we got to the part of price. When I told the kid the amount, he said, okay, I'll send it in five minutes. So five minutes later, I got a PayPal notification saying someone sent me $80. I messaged him back saying, thanks, but when are you going to send the amount of money needed to get the parts for the PC? Nothing. So I waited for five minutes and forgot about it. Now, it wasn't until yesterday that I got an answer back asking when the PC will be delivered. I said, you didn't even pay for the PC. You paid for the labor. So after I sent that, the kid went crazy and started cursing me out. I just didn't even answer and refunded the $80. Wait, wait, so you're legit telling me that this kid actually thought that the price of a custom-built PC was $80? I mean, did he think it was $80 for the whole thing? Or did he think that it was $80 for the labor, as you said, but then you, OP, would have to go and actually buy the individual parts of the PC, put them all together for the $80, sure, and then give them all to this kid for free? I don't know, but $80 for a custom-built PC? Uh, Yeah, not on this planet. Now moving on to our second post. Entitled parents left his kid alone at the airport. Back when I used to work at an airport, I often dealt with kids traveling without parents. This was a paid service called Unaccompanied Minors, available to everyone under 18, but mandatory to kids under the age of 12 who traveled alone. The rule is that the parent or guardian or whoever escorts the kids, for the sake of clarity, I'll just refer to them all as parents from this point, has to stay at the airport until the plane is in the air. This was in case the flight was canceled, because the paid service did not cover anyone staying with the kid until the next flight. The most extreme case would obviously be that there'd be no flight available that day anymore. 
in which case the kid would have to go home and come back the next day Obviously most parents were fine with going to the gate with their kids and staying until the very last minute in all my years I only had trouble with one entitled dads He came to the business counter with his child, which was already a big no-no as checking in unsupervised kids takes longer than average and the business counter was, well, supposed to be a fast lane for business class and high-tier passengers. The dad chose his own gold card, so I bit back my annoyance and asked the person next to me to check in my queue until I was done. I gave the dad all the forms he had to fill in, which already annoyed him. The kid was obviously under 10 and seemed very sweet. She looked relaxed and I guess she had done this plenty of times. Over the years, you learn to spot the ones who are not accustomed to traveling alone. The dad gave me back the forms and asked, so where do I leave her? I got a bit confused, but told him, like always, that he had to stay at the airport until the plane was in the air. What? No, I paid for her to be accompanied. Well, yeah, from the gate to the plane and from the plane to arrivals. I have a meeting in a town like three hours away. I can't stay with her. Sir, what if the flight is cancelled? We'd have to call you back. She'd stay here with you, wouldn't she? That's not a possibility. Sir, you agree to the terms when you pay. I didn't pay for this. Her mother did. And she told me I could just leave the kid with you. At this point, the kid started crying. Daddy, please come with me. Don't start. You like flying, don't you? Mum always comes with me. I don't care. I don't have the time. I want to speak to your manager. While we waited for my supervisor, we heard an announcement through the loudspeakers about a car in the no parking zone. The entitled dad went shit and ran away, leaving his daughter at my counter. She started crying in earnest and I panicked that the dad was taking this opportunity to bail. My supervisor came, we closed my counter completely, the queue was almost empty at this point, and took the kid aside to talk over our options, hoping that the dad would come back. After five minutes, and no dad later, we tried to call him. His number was one of the papers he signed. No answer. Then we tried the mum, whose contact info was also on the papers. She said she'd call the dad and ask if there was any way we could take the kid to the gate if he didn't appear, if she promised she'd be there in about 30 minutes. We told her that there was still plenty of time before the flight left and they could skip the security queue so we could make a little exception and wait for her at the check-in with the kid, but that we wouldn't let the kid go to the gate without her parents. The mother was understanding and told us that either she or the dad would be there soon. A few minutes later, the dad did come back, arguing over the phone with who we assumed was the mum. He yanked the daughter by her arm and took her through security. We felt bad, but thought that was that. No. I went back to my counter to finish the check-in and then got a call from the gate, telling me that the dad had left the kid with them. Obviously, there's a lot to do before a flight leaves, so they couldn't really look after her, and they asked if I could try to see him and tell him to come back. I didn't manage to spot him, and my supervisor told me to go sit with the kid while she, again, called the mum. My shift was about to end, so I didn't have to hurry anywhere except home, and I agreed to work a little overtime. The kid was in tears, and my shift manager had to get involved. While my supervisor called the mum, the shift manager called the airline, asking if we could allow the kid on the flight if there's no parent present when the flight leaves. We were a ground handling company and did not directly work for any airline. They told us straight up no.
Fortunately, I then get a call from my supervisor telling me that the mum had arrived. To make things easier at the security, me and the kid went back to check-in. The mum signed new forms and escorted the kid through security again. The kid made the flight fine and it left on time. The mum was so embarrassed about the whole incident, but didn't really stay to explain the dad's behavior. And well, it wasn't really our business anymore. She did say this was the first and last time the dad would ever escort the kid and thanked us for doing all we could. She was obviously upset and overwhelmed, but we're not in a country where we share more than we have to, so it was not surprising that she just left after the thank you. I had to stay a while longer to write an incident report and got home absolutely exhausted. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty clear from the start of this story that this was always going to be an issue with this entitled dad. Clearly, I think he just thinks, you know, that he's too important to even be seen taking his thoughts to the airport for a flight. And that was that's always been his wife's job. You know, why is he doing this? He's got important meetings to go to. Wait, what? I have to stay with her for for a number of hours because it's legal. I'm not doing that. No, no, I'm not doing that. I'm leaving. I'm out of here. It's kind of just like a crazy, selfish, um, I, I guess, opinion to have of the whole situation. Yeah, he clearly thinks he's more important than than anyone else. More important than UOP. More important than his daughter. More important than his wife. More important than everyone. Kind of, uh, if I'm being completely honest. And yeah, at least his wife is kind of, you know, a normal person and is is a more generous person and doesn't mind helping her kid fly. <laughs> But yeah, crazy person, crazy geese. And um, I honestly don't know what would have happened in that situation had the mum not got involved. You would literally have had to call the police, right? Mental. Does this dad want the police to get involved? I wouldn't, but you know, he clearly doesn't care. Now moving on to our final post. My entitled neighbor just demanded her garbage back or compensation. I just came inside from this confrontation. Although apparently it started months ago and I just didn't know it. Now, I moved to this neighborhood about a year and a half ago. It was bigger than my old place, so I wanted a few more pieces of furniture and also wanted to swap out a few pieces. I'm too cheap to buy new for the most part. Soft furnishings too big to go in the washing machine are the only things I usually buy new, so I upcycle and refinish most of my furniture. I do this mostly in my garage, but any spraying I do in the front yard on the mulch. Most of the neighbors had stopped at some point to welcome me or talk about my projects. A few had asked if I took orders. I told them I do and at a pretty low cost because I don't do professional quality, but it would have to wait a little bit as I wanted to finish my personal projects first. One of the neighbors who asked was the neighbor lady across the street. When I gave her my answer, she sort of sniffed and said, fine, this was almost a year ago. A few months ago was the yearly large trash pickup where you can put almost anything on the curb and the city will take it to the dump for you. It's a great time to pick up new pieces. My neighbor lady had a pile of actually trashed items out, but as I was working in the garage, I saw her lug a console slash entry table to the curb. It looked beat up, but not broken. And it was one of the pieces I was actually looking for. I headed over. It was pretty beat up as suspected. The finish was scratched to heck. A pet had chewed one of the legs, but it was a solid piece. So I asked if I could have it. The lady said, of course. So I got my dolly and stashed it in my garage. It sat in the garage for a few months, but last weekend I decided to work on it. I sat down and refinished most pieces, but after assessing the condition of the wood, I decided I was just going to paint this piece as the patching for the damage would be too visible through a stain. I stripped and sanded the piece down and fixed the damage. Today, I got it out and painted it in the front yard. 
It's a navy color and I'm pretty happy with how it's going to turn out Just as I was finishing putting away all the tools and paint though My neighbor lady came marching across the street I thought she would just admire it as people like seeing their old trash transformed But instead she said i've decided that I don't want to give you this table So i'm going to come get it when it's done drying No, I said you gave it to me It's mine and I put in a fair amount of time and money to refinish it But it's mine. You stole it from me and I want it back No, it's now mine. If you want it back, it will be $150 (gasps) What but it's trash now you ruined it. I thought you were going to refinish it Then why do you want it back? Plus I like it like this any other refinishing would have taken too long and cost too much Fine. If you want to keep it, I'll take $200 for it so I can buy a new one. No, you said I could take it from your trash pile. I even asked you before taking it. It's mine now. I'll just come and take it while you sleep then. For context, I usually leave pieces in the yard overnight to dry. Okay, then fine. I guess I'll just take it inside now. I then grabbed the leg of the table and proceeded to drag it into the garage. The neighbor lady reached out to stop me, but recoiled once she realized it was still wet. I pulled it in and waved at her with my now paint-covered hand as the door closed. It was a bit petty, and my hand is covered in paint, spray paint so it doesn't come off easily, and I will have to redo the leg, but it was worth it for the look on her face. Thinking back as I typed this, I think this might have been her plan all along. Get me to take it, refinish it, and demand it back. I normally would have charged like 30 to 40 dollars to refinish something like that But because she tried to trick me the price more than tripled and she ended up with nothing Of course, she is still my neighbor. I'm sure i'll have more fun with her in the future Oh, op. Yeah, there is no doubt in my mind that that is exactly what this neighbor was trying to do to you I mean, it's so obvious. It's so obvious when you're like Oh, yes, I will put this out right on my well, right on my pavement just so my neighbor who I know does up trash can see it Then let her, you know, meddle with it, make it look amazing once again, and then buy it back off her. Or just, you know, not even buy it, just get it for free. Yeah, so obvious. Uh, It didn't work that well in this situation, lady, because once you say to someone, yes, you can have it, it's not yours anymore. That was never, ever going to work. You're so dumb. Sorry, it's just stupid. Like, it's just dumb. Just pay her a little bit of money. Pay OP a little bit of money and say, look, you know what? I know I can I can tell you're really talented here. Would you mind having a go at this? Because I'd like this piece, but obviously it's it's seen better days. Give it a go. Give it a little brush up. And OP would have said fine for a pretty reasonable amount of money. Do you not think, guys? But no, OP did the right thing. Putting the price up astronomically because that's what you're supposed to do. OP did this for herself, not for her neighbor. Well done, OP. And neighbor, you're done. I can still see who's in the car. I work in a small liquor shop and this happened last week a couple of days before christmas an entitled son entered with his girlfriend and spent a few minutes browsing our wines and spirits they then went into our cool room where we have our premixes jim beam and cola for example and our cartons of beer all up after about 10 minutes of browsing they decided to get a four pack of vodka cruises a six pack of jim beam and cola a bottle of southern comfort and a bottle of vodka All up, it came to close to $130. I scanned the products and then asked for the ID of the boy. We have to ask for ID from anyone 25 or younger, but the legal age is 18. The guy fumbles around in his wallet, then says he cannot find it, and asks if I will accept a photo of it on his phone. I say no, I have to see the actual ID. 
His girlfriend then goes into her purse and pulls out her ID and shows me she's 19 years old I say thank you, but I still can't sell you anything as you are together and I need to see his ID The entitled son leaves the store and goes into a car parked right outside. We have clear windows I can see straight into the car He then comes back in with a piece of paper which turns out to be a high school year 12 report card from last year Why would you have that in your car? He asks whether this will do and I say no, it has to be photo id Cue his entitled dad His entitled dad enters the store pulls out his wallet and shows me his id I say sorry, I can't sell to you as you are with your son The dad starts going on about how he has worked in hotels for 20 years He tried saying that you can sell to someone without id if another person can vouch for the person which is not true He said he knows the liquor licensing laws like the back of his hand, but I still refuse to sell His entitled son leaves the store and the entitled dad says there he is no longer here You can sell to me now I say that I still can't as I know that the two of them are together The guy's girlfriend leaves the store at this point leaving just the entitled dad in the store with me The entitled dad offers to give me $20 as a bonus if I just do the transaction I still say no He then says that there is no reason that I can give him that says I cannot do the transaction I start mentioning the relevant parts of the liquor licensing act and he says they are just guidelines not law So I bring up on my laptop some court cases I know of where people have tried challenging the fines levied when you sell to underage people He says that is only when you are caught by the police and again offers to buy the alcohol and I again refuse The entitled dad then goes on a tirade about this being unfair and unjust and I am preventing them from having a fun evening I am being racist that one blew me as I thought they were all australian and that he was going to lodge a complaint about unfair selling prices Now enter the entitled granddad I already knew that the entitled granddad was in the car with the others But he comes in acting as though he isn't part of the group He starts walking around the store acting as though he is browsing and eventually comes to the register I say to him that I cannot sell to him The entitled granddad pulls out his id and shows it to me I tell him that it isn't a problem with his id The entitled granddad then asks me what the problem is And I tell him that the problem is that your entitled grandson doesn't have an id The entitled granddad tries claiming that he doesn't know who that guy is But I then say to him that I can see straight out the window into the car where everyone was He then tries to tell me that i'm mistaken But I offer to play back footage on the store's cctv Showing everyone getting in and out of the same car The entitled granddad starts saying that he is a former law enforcement not a police officer He knows what the laws are. He says that this is an abuse of their civil liberties The entitled dad starts to come around to my side of the counter I tell him to stop the entitled dad says just try to at that moment one of my regulars came in We have a running joke between us about him being a detective Due to some things he discovered on the internet for me that I couldn't find So as he came in I said hello detective The regular customer now acting as a detective said hello to me The look on the entitled dad and the entitled granddad's faces when I said hello detective was priceless I start talking to the regular customer about what this entitled dad and entitled granddad were doing in the store But before I had even gotten through the first sentence They had both hot-footed it out of the store and into the same very car We turned and looked and watched them speed away 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Honestly, guys, it's starting to feel like partway through that story it became like a circus. You know, one member of a family goes in, another one goes out, and they keep rotating. It's just like, I don't know what's going on here. They're just subbing in for one another, each trying to do the exact same thing, knowing that it's not going to work. I don't even know why they're bothering. At that point, should you just go to another store? You would have saved so much time. Like You've wasted everyone's time here. You could have been doing something way much more valuable with your time than just trying the same technique over and over again. Imagine the entire granddad coming in, though. Like, what an image. Just acting like he wasn't involved with anyone else in his entire family who happened to be in the store. Oh, you know what? Sorry, you're not buying this uh, selection of alcohol anymore. I'll get it. How about that? I'll get it. And I'll get the exact same bottles that you were going to get just by chance. You know, we're not together or anything. Don't worry about that. Even though we look the same. This is my son and my grandson and my grandson's girlfriend. Don't worry about that. I'll just get the same stuff. Oh, thank you. See you later. Like, did you really think that was going to work? Really? Don't get me wrong. It is annoying because I've had the exact same thing happen to me. When you go into a a store and you want to buy alcohol, right? And, you know, just one person in your group doesn't have their ID and it can ruin it because obviously, you know, you have to check everyone's ID. That is policy in a lot of countries, definitely in the UK. And it sounds like in Australia as well. And it can be very annoying, but, you know, it is policy and it is actually legal. You have to check everyone's ID in a group if you think they're under the age of 25, not just 18, 25 as well. So, yeah. You know, it makes sense. And uh, don't take the bribe. If you do work in a store, please don't ever take the bribe because your whole store could be could be shut down if people find out about what you've done. Um, so, OP, you obviously did the right thing there. But uh, yeah, I don't know why these customers didn't realize that it just wasn't going to work. Now, moving on to our second story. Entitled parent barges into gas station, makes someone cry and calls us workers headless chickens. If today couldn't get any more worse, well, it sure did. I start my morning at a gas station at 6 a.m. My manager, who doesn't work weekends, changed the roster on Wednesday. So we had someone who wasn't meant to start till 1.30 turn up at 6. We sent him home. The guy who was meant to start at 7 didn't show up till 10.30. His previous roster had him at 12 p.m. start, not 7 a.m. And the guy who was meant to be there at 10 started at 9.30 to help us. When I got there this morning, there were three of us. The other two had started at 5 a.m. One of them had his birthday party yesterday and was high on drugs and came into work with zero sleep. When he went on his half around 8am, he didn't even come back, leaving me and one other worker to cover the shop for an hour before someone else turned up. It was busy. Once we got our third person in, the other went on his half. Our manager stuffed up by changing rosters and not telling anyone. We did manage to survive till our manager came in along with two more staff though. So... This story happened just after 1.30 p.m. today. One of the guys who started at 5 a.m. had just clocked out as he was just finished for the day. I was in the break room coming back out after having a water and one of the new employees was calling me over to deal with a customer. Hello, what seems to be the problem? Of course, it was a Karen. Hello, I've been in and gotten this number to ring your manager and he isn't picking up. My daughter came in 30 minutes ago and got treated poorly. I want to speak to your manager in charge. I said I would try and find him, but it turned out he left ages ago. He came in at 11 and left at 12.30. I do apologize, but he isn't on site at the moment. 
Have you tried leaving a message? What? So you were telling me that there is no manager here? Are you all running around like headless chickens? I do ensure you that we are trained for what we have been doing, but anything in the office we have not. So what I'm hearing is that if there was a fire and the place burned down, well, who would you ring? When's your manager going to be in next? Well, we would ring the emergency line and then ring our manager on his personal phone. Our manager will be in on Monday and he doesn't work weekends. Okay, then give me his personal number. Well, I cannot do that due to privacy. Well, then where was the 5am guy who was manager today? One of the new employees mentioned the 5am guy who's our administrator. He is not a manager. The 5am guy has clocked off for the day and has gone home since he started at 5am. Also, he is not a manager. She then starts repeating the same story. What if this place burned down? Blah, blah, blah. At this point, a nice other customer gets involved. Hey, excuse me, Karen, but you can't come in here, push in front of the line and make a young girl cry. We were very busy and this nice customer had witnessed the whole thing. As soon as I heard make a young girl cry, there was only one other person working other than me who was a girl. So I knew who it was. At that moment then, I leave the Karen alone to deal with my crying co-worker as she is still trying to serve other people. The 5am guy was still in the office, but didn't want to come out because he knew the truth. The Karen's daughter did a drive off the other day and he had to do the manual fuel correction to get her to pay it. The 5am guy just said what he tells everyone with the drive off in our systems. I go back out to once again say that Karen has to call our manager and leave a message. I also pulled her up on the fact that she made one of our staff members cry and that this was the ending of her first week here. I just remember who served me. It was this man here. She says this pointing at a tall employee. But mom, he has only just started working for the day. Listen here, there is a photo at back with my daughter and my license plates. Then she tells me her number plates. I'm sorry, I cannot get that for you as it is private information on that paper and you are not the person in the photo. So due to regulations, I cannot give that to you. Well, go get it and put it right here. Then you're not handing it to me. You're just showing it. Once again, I cannot do that. It's a breach of policy. She got fed up with me following the rules and left yelling. Your manager is going to hear about this, she said. I was glad once she left. 30 minutes of saying the exact same thing is annoying. The 5am guy was still in the office. We had a talk about what happened and both of us couldn't do anything related to the store. Only our manager can. Yeah, I imagine that would be a very tough situation when you literally, you physically can't do anything else more than you were already doing. And you've got this like horrible customer who is just, you know, breathing fire at you, just being absolutely toxic and not listening to a word you're saying really. When you're literally telling them, genuinely, there's nothing more I can do here. I'm very sorry, but I don't have the power, you know, the influence. I'm not allowed to do more than just say, please call the manager, our manager, leave a message and then he, she will, will sort it when they can. They're not working right now and I literally can't even do the things you're asking me to do because it's not my job to i'm literally not allowed i don't know what more you can do in this situation and that honestly must be one of the worst things about working in any sort of like customer service job or a store when someone like this you having to deal with a horrible karen like this and they're genuinely not even listening to a word you're saying just making your life horrible Guys, if you have any like little stories about your, you working in customer service or, or you know a shop like this, dealing with customers like this, drop them down below because I bet it's happened to loads of you watching right now and I want to hear your stories from hell to be honest. Now moving on to our final story. Karen doesn't wait in lines. Or does she? 
I am so excited to have finally had a live Karen encounter. You know one where you're not thinking later of things you should have said. I'm making lasagna tonight. I needed a few ingredients, so off to the grocery store I went. I really wasn't in the mood to go out, so I was trying to get in and out of there quickly, since I only needed a few items. Throughout my shopping, I noticed a woman with her young boy who was probably about six or seven years old. I passed them a couple of times and could hear her nagging him or yelling at him. She was bumping into other shoppers without excusing herself and would huff as if the fact that she can't walk and push a cart at the same time was everyone else's fault. I got my items and headed to the checkout. There were only two lines open, but it wasn't crowded. I had only one guy in front of me and he was about halfway finished. Now, due to COVID, the store has a policy that you can't put your groceries on the belt until the belt is empty. As I was starting to put my things on the belt, I heard her coming and thought, "Uh uh-oh, please don't get in this line. I was starting to put my things on the belt and the entitled mum comes up very close, not social distancing with an overflowing car and her kid, who was playing a handheld game, completely behaving. She says, um, I need to go first. I'm in a hurry and my son is tired and needs to go home. I'm sorry, but I'll be done in a few minutes. But I have a kid. Plus, we don't do lines. Well, congrats on the kid. He seems fine to me. No, no, you need to get behind me. I have a kid and he's cranky. Looks to me like mama is the one who's cranky. You're gonna need to wait your turn. Now this calls the cashier and two other nice guys in the line to start giggling trying not to say anything but my baby he's ready to go and i'm going first the cashier then said mom please be patient and you'll have your turn she was first i didn't ask for your opinion then one of the nice guys came in well that's no way to talk to the cashier karen wait what did you call me that's racist you can't call me that oh i didn't realize karen was a race where did karen's come from if i'd have known that well i may have let you in front of me as you are clearly superior to those of us who don't bring kids to the store the other nice guy said mom look no one is being racist karen isn't a race yeah but it's impolite and you're not oh that's right karen's can say and do whatever they want without any consequences i forgot well you don't do lines I don't tolerate people bullying me and being complete buttholes. What? You just curse in front of my son? You're in big trouble. You can't do that. Then the nice guy says, are you going to get the manager? Oh no, we better all run. By this time, everyone within earshot is laughing at her and she's starting to realize. We all know what happens when a Karen becomes self-aware. She starts screaming and stomping her feet. The cashier says, mom please you are disturbing the customers and causing a scene you can start loading your groceries now but if you continue with this you are going to be asked to leave but they're teasing me and all i did was ask to go ahead of her because of my kid who by the way is still being quiet she verbally assaulted me and he was racist by calling me karen what are you gonna do about this this is your last chance one more disruption and you're leaving yeah karen stop disrupting another nice guy said right as he said that another cashier comes and opens the next register over and takes both the nice guys so karen had to continue to wait her turn she didn't end up speaking with the manager and didn't say anything when the other register was opened because i think she actually realized she wasn't going to win i call that a victory 
Yeah, no doubt, OP. That is a fat dub for you. Uh, you've done well there. I can't lie. You've put a Karen in her place. And yeah, like you said at the start of this story, when you said, um, you know, it's good to have a Karen encounter and not be left wondering later in the day, oh, you know, this is what I should have said. I should have done this differently. You know, when you have an argument or a discussion with someone and you think about it for hours afterwards, you're like, oh, I really wish I'd said this or this. It would have been way better. Well, luckily for you, you've done, you've done well in the actual moment there. So no need to think about that, as you said at the start of the story. All three of you, I mean, all four of you, the, both the nice guys, the cashier and you have put this Karen right in her place because clearly her excuses about her kid being cranky, tired, whatever, were just a lie. They were behaving perfectly fine. It was all on this Karen. She was the one that was causing such a ruckus, being such an idiot. And yeah, you all told her what's up and she had to deal with the consequences. Amazing stuff. Entitled father goes ballistic for satanic music. Yesterday, I was out at a small coffee shop in my municipality in Sweden. I come here almost every day and have been for over 20 years. I work as an architect, and one of the ways I work best, building models and making drawings, the creative process, is by listening to music. Metal. Loud rock music. Just to give an indication of the type of music, at the time this happened, the songs I was listening to were The Devil and I, Slipknot, To Be Alone by Five Finger Death Punch, Babel's Tower by Primordial, and Numa by Tool. Now back to the story. The old lady who works at the store, we'll call her Eva, knows me very well, to the point where she is my order waiting for me when I get there. During Corona, Eva's coffee shop hasn't been doing too well, so I make sure to leave her generous tips, and on slower days for me, I even help her tidy up the place when there's nobody around. I usually sit at a window seat, perpendicular to the counter, facing out onto the road. There's a church directly across from the coffee shop, and nothing much else around besides residential houses. I'm sitting, drawing the church, eating my canel bull and drinking coffee when I see a dad and two small children, probably around eight or nine, come out of the church and into the coffee shop. Now, my town isn't a large place and Sweden isn't a very Christian country. I'm atheist, hence the devil's music. I don't recognize any of the three people. They don't look Swedish, maybe Mediterranean, and seem to get cold by just crossing the streets. They walk in, order their meal, I notice the kid's getting fussy. One of them stamps his foot, which is what got my attention, and I look up at Eva and smile at her. She deals with children a lot and likes them, unlike me, and is generally really sweet with them. Then I hear a shout. Being a 26-year-old man, I'm kind of protective of Eva because she is old and frail and I'm very well built. So I take off one side of my headphones to listen to what's going on. It's the entitled dad shouting. I want a discount on this cinnamon bun. I can't afford your absurd full price and I'm struggling. Think of Corona. My kids just want a dessert. Eva replies. I'm sorry, but I'm struggling just as much as you. I own a coffee shop in this small town. I don't care. I'm the one with little kids and I'm the one who has to support a full family on my own. Your husband is probably dead anyway. You're ancients. At this point, I take off my headphones, big no-no, and walk over to the guy. I'm 188 centimeters, and he looks to be about 170 to 175, so I'm taller and stronger. I can tell he's a bit intimidated by my presence, but that is the point. My music is still playing, bigger no-no, as I ask him if there's a problem. He looks at me for a second. What's coming out of your headphones? The amazing guitar solo from my favorite song, To Be Alone. And your BS is making me miss it. What? We'll turn it off. He takes a step away from me and ushers his kids behind him. 
Why would I do that? I came over here to stop you from attacking Eva, not to get attacked myself. At this point, the entitled dad is still slowly moving away. Please, turn off that devil's song. I will, once you apologize to Eva. I'll call the police on you for being a missionary and a servant to Satan. Get away from me. I'm sorry, what? Then this guy actually pulls out his phone, types 911, and holds it out to me like it's a bomb ready to go off. I'm serious. In Sweden, he typed 911 into his phone. He has his kids behind him like he's protecting them from the unholy wrath of Satan or something. Yeah, I mean, I've just looked up the emergency number in Sweden, um, and it's 112, not 911. I'm not really sure what would happen if you called 911 in Sweden, to be honest. Um, I really want to find out now. Get away from me, he screams. Poor Eva was just kind of standing there, dumbfounded, looking at this grown man with two kids yell at me for having loud music in my headphones. Mind you, none of the songs I listed are anywhere close to doom or death metal. He then headbutted me and ran out of the door, leaving his kids in the coffee shop. I just stood there, looking between Eva and the kids, who've both started crying. Seconds later, before I can call 112, he came back with a giant golden cross, holding it out to me like I'm some sort of demon, shouting that I'd better get off of the mortal plane, yada yada yada, what is going on here? At this point, the situation's gone from this guy trying to get a discount on a cinnamon bun, to trying to exercise me. Eva and I can barely contain ourselves, because this isn't even scary, he's obviously on drugs and doesn't even look threatening. When nothing he's trying works, jumping up and down, shouting, etc, he just grabs his kids and leaves. After about a minute, Eva and I are laughing hard at this guy's absolute idiocy. Sometimes I wonder what comes over people to even be capable of this sort of thing. I guess, drugs? Anyway, that's all there is to it. I honestly wouldn't be too sure it's drugs to be honest because how irresponsible would you have to be to be with your kids and be high on drugs? I mean, maybe the actions kind of suggest that maybe this guy could be on something But honestly, I reckon he was just, you know Kind of embarrassed at his actions and was caught out by you and probably felt threatened Intimidated and just went absolutely crazy chucking a golden cross at you just because you're listening to heavy metal Madness. I don't think you need drugs for that. I think you just need to be a bit of a mad dad As I mentioned during the story though, I really want to know what happens if you call 911 when you're not in America. Do you still get through to 911 and they say, oh my god, what's happened? Are you okay? Uh, Do you need medical assistance? Do you need the police? Anything? And you say, yeah, um, some guy's actually listening to satanic music. Um, It's called like heavy metal or something. It's totally against the law. And they say, oh my god, yeah, that does sound really illegal. Where are you? We'll come help you. Sweden. Yeah, we're on our way. Just gonna get a a cheeky eight-hour, nine-hour flight if that's all right with you, mate. Um, crazy. What's funny is that I actually went to Sweden not long ago, as most of you know. Well, some of you probably know. Um, and they're lovely people. So to have, like, as in really, really lovely people. So to have foreigners or tourists come and do, like, stuff like this and act like this. God, yeah. I really wouldn't be a fan of that if I was a Swedish person, this situation. Now moving on to our second post drama goblin finally gets told by a medical professional. She needs mental help I've written a handful of times about this particular entitled mum. She is notorious for being difficult She refuses to clean her own house She refuses to lift or play with her own children claiming she is too weak. She has five of them She won't watch them or really do much She relies on her family and her poor husband to raise them 
She recently went to the doctor, a one-time very short appointment, and swore she was diagnosed with complex partial seizures, claiming she was having seizures every five minutes. She said her brain was essentially rebooting over and over, and that was why she couldn't do anything adult-like. Now, I am skeptical because she had gone on her own and her husband didn't know what exactly the doctor said. After weeks of medication, this drama goblin still hasn't cleaned her house, let alone any of the other changes she swore were coming. She lies in bed and online shops all their money away. This can't be her fault. No, it must be in that the medicine isn't working. She goes back to the doctor and they give her a watch-like thing to wear for a bit. The device would track her seizures and alert her and them if she has a bad one. Drama Goblin is sure that her brain is rebooting and so there is no way to get her life together. Instead of trying, she starts hounding her husband to have another baby. That will fix everything. The last four did. Her husband doesn't want any more. He's overwhelmed with it all as is. She told him she doesn't care what he wants. I told him to go secretly get snipped. He won't, but he needs to. I'm sure I'll be making a Drama Goblin is Pregnant post soon. Anyway, on Drama Goblin's follow-up, her husband goes with her this time. He's concerned because of the things Drama Goblin has done or said. He showed the doctor some videos he had of her seizures. The doctor tells Drama Goblin that according to the device, she's not having seizures. Her brain isn't rebooting, that in her professional opinion, she believes Drama Goblin has some undiagnosed mental illness and referred her to a psychiatrist. She was firm, she was kind, but Drama Goblin flipped out and told her she was having seizures. This doctor obviously didn't know what she was talking about. She wanted to speak with her boss because of the way she was talking to her. The doctor pretty much told her to get a second opinion if she didn't believe her, but really pushed seeing someone and getting diagnosed properly. Drama Goblin is fuming. She refuses to contact any psychiatrist. She made an appointment for another doctor and a lawyer because she's convinced this doctor singled her out because she has a disability and can't do certain things. She drives me mad, but dang it if she isn't entertaining. Now, for anyone wondering about my relationship with the Drama Goblin, as I've said, I've posted many times about her. I've explained. Long story short, she's my childhood best friend. We've grown apart. Before we did, she remarried and her husband and my dear husband ended up being besties. So even though I don't go out of my way to see or speak to her, she's constantly in my life. She's inescapable. She told me a version of what happened as soon as she got home. Her husband also told me what happened. I've known him years now and he's pretty no-nonsense. I've never caught him lying or embellishing. She told me herself what the doctor told her, but she's convinced the doctor is a bully. She also told me that her husband and her are trying for another baby. When I asked her husband, he just broke down. All right, another very interesting story there, but in my opinion, this woman really isn't entitled at all. She just needs help. Like, look, I get it is fun to laugh at entitled people and react to them just being total idiots and stuff like that, but I really don't think this story is one of those one of those times, to be honest. I mean, it's clear that this woman is in a bad place mentally, and I think, you know, this story shows that people who have mental illnesses or mental issues 
need to be treated as best as possible and not made fun out of like this post is kind of doing like i do get it from op's perspective it's probably annoying having this person in your life and, and being annoying and horrible and not just going to the doctor like they so obviously need to do but there's a reason they're not going to the doctor it's probably because in their mind as you can see different stuff is happening to what really is going on in real life with them um yes it's obviously hard on her husband but her husband just wants the best for her you know she's his, she's his wife after all and he probably loves her i hope so anyway it's just a tough one like i don't really want to laugh at this person i want to be there for this person and say look please just help her get her to a psychiatrist so she can better her life and stop doing these crazy things because yes it's clear that she's not entitled in my opinion she just has severe mental issues and that's something that she needs to be helped with not really laughed at if that makes sense i don't know maybe i'm going a bit too deep on that one and maybe you guys disagree with me just my thoughts like, i don't really want to say oh you know this person's horrible you know why doesn't her husband just lock up all her money leave her take the kids don't have another kid i don't think it's one of those stories if you kind of get what i'm saying it's more like you know we need to actually help this person clearly something is wrong there and you know let's all be aware and, and you know get the help to the person that, that clearly needs it in this situation i got out of the hospital and an entitled mum sent me right back I just got out of the hospital for extensive knee surgery and walking out the door of the hospital reminded me of this story A few important things to note One, I have a severe allergy to cashews It's bad enough that one one hundredth of one will kill me if i'm not treated properly and quickly Nowadays, I always make sure to have an epipen on at all times But when this story took place, I was a little more forgetful about it I was nine leave me alone and I didn't always have it Two I have asthma which can be a pretty lousy combination with anaphylaxis. Oh my god. Yes, I can imagine Three at the time of this story My dad was working for a company that treated him like garbage and wouldn't give him time off for anything except medical emergencies And four, this story starts about four days before my 10th birthday So a week before my birthday my dad's boss told him he was going to san francisco for work stuff We lived in denver at the time which meant my dad was going to miss my birthday It was upsetting but I understood and he said we'd have a party once he got back While he was gone my brother and I were staying with an entitled mum at the time We knew she was a little entitled but my dad trusted her to take care of us On day three of my dad's trip My brother and I were playing in their living room when the entitled mum offered us some granola bars as a snack At the time i was young and wasn't very cautious so i didn't always read ingredients for things i was eating unfortunately there were cashews in the granola bar so when i took the first bite i started to feel it pretty quickly within minutes i was throwing up everywhere in severe pain and my throat was closing up and as if it couldn't get worse that was when i realized i had forgotten my epipen then the panic and closing airways triggered an asthma attack and i also didn't have my inhaler So at that point the entitled mum's cool boyfriend called an ambulance and I was just passed out on the floor The paramedics were able to keep me from dying from the combination of the anaphylactic shock and my asthma attack But I did end up slipping into a coma for 11 days This meant I was in a coma on my birthday But I guess that was probably pretty low on the list of concerns considering they weren't 100% sure I was even going to make it out of the coma So a week after my birthday, I finally wake up at first I was fairly calm about waking up in a hospital until I found out that i had been in a coma for 11 days At which point I started panicking and almost gave myself another asthma attack Anyway, they kept me there for a few days just to make sure I was okay and that it was safe for me to go home So we finally get home 
And as soon as I walk in, I see my brother, my grandparents, my aunt, my uncle, my two cousins, the entitled mum, and another neighbor mum and her kids, who my brother and I are good friends with, as well as a big sign that reads, Happy birthday and welcome back to the land of the living. They had planned a surprise birthday party for me once they found out I was out of the coma. So we went about doing birthday party things and hanging out. I got some questions from my brother and cousins about the coma while the neighborhood mum bakes me a cake. However, the only important thing that was happening at this time was the following conversation between the entitled mum and the neighbor mum. The neighborhood mum said, man, that must have been terrifying for him to go into that coma. I mean, imagine having to be that careful about everything you eat. The entitled mum though replied, oh, don't tell me you buy all of that. What? Well, he was clearly faking it to get attention. Everyone knows that asthma and allergies aren't real. Both of those are very real and very serious problems. Whatever, you sheep are just too stupid to see through the government lies. Then the entitled mum just wandered off. I feel it's important to note that at this time, the birthday cake had just been put in the oven and this conversation happened in the living room, which did not have a line of sight into the kitchen. After a while, the cake finally finished baking and we all congregated in the dining room to eat it. So everyone sang happy birthday to me and my aunt cut the cake and gave everyone a slice. I was about to take the first bite when the luckiest thing that could have happened happened. I dropped my fork on the floor. At this point, I, wanting to act all grown up and solve my own problems, decided I'd go into the kitchen and clean the fork myself. Right as I finish and start walking back out to the dining room, I hear my dad yell, What the F did you just say? I run out to see what's going on and see my dad standing up, staring daggers at the entitled mum while she cowered in fear of him. It was for his own good, the entitled mum whimpered. It turned out that after the conversation between the entitled mum and our neighbor mum, the entitled mum had snuck into the kitchen and poured most of a bag of mixed nuts that she had brought with her into the cake. My dad slammed his hand on the table. How the F is that for his own good? The entitled mum then starts to gain some confidence as she doesn't see a problem with what's happening. Well, if he had eaten the cake without knowing they were there, he wouldn't have been able to fake a reaction because he wouldn't have known that there was anything in the cake to react to. What the actual F is wrong with you? I was trying to prove to you sheep that allergy- I knew inviting you here was a mistake. I figured it was good for the boys to have you in their lives, but you've made it abundantly clear that it is not. So what are you saying? I'm saying get the frick out of my house and say the F away from my kids. You can't do that. They're my kids too. That's right, everyone. The entitled mum was my actual mum. Not after what you just pulled, they're not. And if you want to take this to court, I'll make sure that you aren't even allowed in the same state as them. Now, get the F out of my house before I call the cops. You just wait until my father hears about this. Now, my mum's dad is very wealthy, so I think she was expecting him to help her get custody of my brother and me. We found out later that not only did her boyfriend break up with her and kick her out of his house, but when her dad found out about what she did, he refused to let her live with him, stop giving her money, and said that if she took my dad to court, he would actually support my dad instead. As you can expect, she never took us to court. And as for the rest of the party, we just bought a new cake because nobody wanted to take the time to bake another one. 
We also decided to just throw out the pan we had used for the first one because she had put so many nuts in it that we were worried about it contaminating anything we put in after that. Holy heck, I mean, there are entitled parent stories and then there was this OP. I'm just glad, you know, overall that you're here to tell the tale because for a second there, I was genuinely quite worried for your health. I mean, you literally were in a coma for 11 days. That is how serious it can be. Now, don't get me wrong. If this had happened, it would have been a terrible, terrible experience. But thankfully, you know, you had your family around. I think you would have had an EpiPen, you know, if that, if, if the worst comes to the worst and you had taken that first bite of the cake, I think you probably would have been okay. It wouldn't have been as serious as the first time when you went to hospital for those 11 days, which is madness, by the way. But seriously, what is this entitled parent even? Th- how dumb can you be to think that like asthma isn't real for one? And then that nut allergies aren't real. Did she not know that you went? I mean, she did know. What am I talking about? She knew that you went into the into hospital and faked a coma. Imagine saying, what, you don't actually believe that OP was in a coma, do you? That was all made up. What do you think happened? The hospital was just like, oh, yeah, we'll let you uh, come and chill on this bed for 11 days. And yeah, we'll definitely, you know, corroborate your story to your entire family that you have a nut allergy. Like, What is going on here? What can this entire mom even think is happening? I don't know. She's mental. Send her away. Lock her up. I don't know, drown her? Screw it, just do anything. Now moving on to our second post. A female dog bridesmaid meets an unmovable force, my mother. Some quick background. My baby brother was born terminally ill, and the long hospital stays and expensive meds kicked in around six months old. To cope with the huge medical bills, mum worked some odd jobs over the years, including making custom wedding and bridesmaids gowns. My mum had a few diehard rules. Number one, she did all of your measurements. I heard the lecture of vanity fibbing only results in a poorly fitting dress more times than I can count. Number two, all final fittings must be completed at least three weeks before the wedding. That way, if Dewey, my baby brother, had an emergency hospital stay, she'd have time to arrange for someone to sit with him while she went home to finish a job. He was non-verbal and needed a constant companion. This particular bride wanted all of her bridesmaids in pastel organza dresses. Organza is a gauzy fabric. The base dresses were white, covered with these colors. Unfortunately though, the bride had more bridesmaids than pastel shades the fabric came in, meaning one lucky bridesmaid wore tan. The bride refused to start a fight by assigning colors, so it was first come, first served. When you came for measurements, you got to pick from the remaining colors. One bridesmaid lived three hours away and flat out refused to come to town to be measured. She insisted that telling us she was a size eight was good enough. Bridal sizes are very different and didn't cleanly convert, so that meant nothing. Mum finally reached a compromise that a local seamstress could measure her and send in the measurements. One month before this wedding, Dewey was admitted into the ICU to be placed on a ventilator. Mum now had to find coverage enough to get eight dresses finished off in the next two or so weeks. She pulled it off thanks to amazing friends, but it was tight. Dad was busy working overtime to pay the bills and dealing with us other two kids. Well, this female dog bridesmaid, BB from now on, still refused to have a final fitting more than two days before the wedding. She didn't want to waste a trip just because your mum was a horrible seamstress who didn't understand proper sizing. I was cleaning up seed pearls during that lovely conversation. 
My mum begged a friend to sit with Dewey for an entire day so she could do the fitting and adjustments all at once. Now on that day, this entitled bridesmaid was two hours late. When she arrived, she saw the hideous tan dress and began literally screaming about how it wasn't fair and my mum must have picked that colour. She demanded another bridesmaid return their dress and both dresses get swapped colours. It would have been another 20 plus hours of work, so mum laughed and told her that was a big no. The bride arrived and told her friend that colour was the only option left and she was sorry, but it was that or drop out of the wedding and pay for the dress anyways. The entitled bridesmaid finally agreed to put it on. Yeah, she lied about her size. When the zipper didn't go all the way up, mum whipped out the measuring tape, only to discover this idiot had shaved one to two inches off every measurement except height. Her defense was that she wasn't going to let a jealous seamstress lie about her, so she fixed the numbers before passing them on. By this point, my mum was all but breathing fire. Her son's life hung in the balance and this lunatic was making her life hell. My mum demanded double for the dress because she was now going to have to add strips of the base white dress to make it big enough and then make a whole new overdress from organza. It was doubling the time and adding substantially to fabric costs. The entitled bridesmaid fought over it and my mum finally told her, fine, pay me the agreed upon amount and take your dress as is. Now the bride herself was persuading the entitled bridesmaid into just paying up. She finally agreed to it and my mum told the bride to get the entire bridesmaid out of her house. They could come back in five hours to get the dress. Thankfully, the redone dress was a perfect fit. The entire bridesmaid paid the remaining balance and left after that. The day my brother died, my mum refused to ever make another wedding dress. She's only made one in the 21 years since, as a favour to the friend who spent that ill-fated day with Dewey in the ICU while mum fought with this entitled bridesmaid. Oh man, rest in peace, Dewey. That is such a sad end to that story. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. I thought that, you know, he'd be all right, but that's, ah, that is sad. I guess that is terminal illness for you. What can you do about that? Jesus, um, that is a sad end to the story. That's kind of like flummoxed me a little bit i'll be honest op uh yeah sorry to hear about your brother first and foremost that's that's absolutely truly horrible like seriously like, i do wonder sometimes why kids get terminal illnesses uh, who's doing that sort of stuff seriously it's a bit man it's a bit mental in my opinion um on the whole though in terms of this actual story and the entitled bridesmaid yeah like just i, I guess the moral is kind of think about what other people might be going through if you think oh this this dress is you know doesn't fit me it's not the right color it's you know too expensive those are all like really superficial things let's be realistic they don't actually matter in the grand scheme of life but then when you realize that the person you know putting all this work into making your dress as good as it can possibly be has a dying son who she's now not able to spend time with because you're overworking her and asking her for more stuff on top of the stuff that you've paid for wow puts into perspective doesn't it i guess just like try and consider i'm saying this to myself by the way i'm not just preaching this i'm saying like you know i need to think about this try and think about other people's you know needs before yours a lot of the time as well or you know just in conjunction with yours and just try and understand other people's motives and you know needs in life and what could possibly be going on with someone else so pretty much when you think that your dress for your upcoming wedding looks bad and is the wrong color and doesn't fit you properly they might have a terminally ill child puts it into perspective doesn't it my parents threatened to take away my door because i don't want one of our dogs sleeping in my room so as the title says my parents just threatened to take away my door 
I went upstairs to take my meds and get my dog for bedtime My mum wanted me to take our smallest and most annoying dog to bed with me I politely declined and said that I would rather not she insisted and I declined again It only escalated from there She doesn't want him sleeping with her and my stepdad because the dog touches her all night I don't want him sleeping with me because he keeps me awake and wakes me up in the middle of the night Something he doesn't do with them. I've told them before but they don't care They said that if I don't take him They'll take my door while i'm at my dad's and throw it out so that I can't have it back I have severe anxiety tons of mental illnesses on both sides of the family and my privacy is what keeps me sane They know this and still threatened to take my door This story actually reminds me a little bit of a post I saw back in the day on r slash insane parents where an insane parent had literally axed down their their child's door I don't really know why although we're not really there yet at this story. It feels like we're getting pretty close I mean seriously taking the door down of your child's bedroom That's got to be like the biggest no like in terms of privacy in terms of ethics in terms of everything Why would you ever do it's mental unless your daughter literally said yes I will sleep with this dog in my bed every day and then she was going against it but i mean even then axing or not axing but maybe eventually axing slash taking the door down of your child so so messed up so messed up now moving on to our next post entitled starbucks woman and the straw i was at a starbucks this week and while waiting to pick up my order i saw an entitled woman berate the baristas for not putting a straw in her drink If you haven't been to a starbucks in the last few years they've switched to paper straws for cold drinks on top of that they recently replaced traditional lids with straw holes in the middle with lids that have a small opening for sipping so the woman said could i have a straw the barista replied sure we're out of the smaller straws but would you like a large one yes now this lady couldn't shove a straw into the sipping hole partly because her long fake nails were in the way and partly because she didn't think about squeezing the straw it is doable but it's more difficult than plastic she ended up spilling some of her drink onto the counter so agitated she asks, do you have smaller ones as if the barista didn't just tell her that they were out i'm sorry but that's all we have the woman shoved the drink and straw back to the barista you do it Excuse me? I can't put it in. Do it for me. I'm sorry, but I can't touch it. You know, due to the pandemic, it seems as though that was obvious, but nope, not to this entitled idiot. Seriously, where has she been for the last year? (sighs) Well, what am I supposed to do? I can't drink it like this. You can drink it through the lid or you can take the lid off to use the straw. I can give you another one. Now, to a reasonable person, these are reasonable options. But this subreddit is entitled parents after all. I want to use the straw normally. I want your manager now. Holy heck, that escalated quickly. I missed the bulk of her conversation with the manager, who offered the same options and also offered to remake the woman's drink. I'm not entirely sure how that would solve her straw problem, but whatever. Fortunately, she, the manager, was adamant that they could not and would not handle her drink or her straw. Eventually, though, the woman stormed out. This is ridiculous. I don't want you to make another drink. This is the worst service. Um, there's nothing wrong with their service. Your attitude, on the other hand, was the worst. The stupid entitled woman ended up leaving her full drink on top of the trash can outside all because she didn't want to or know how to drink without a straw on the plus side at least she wasted her money 
yeah, uh, another very strange story there. I'm not going to lie. I mean, personally, I do enjoy drinking out of straw. I mean, this is what I drink out of like most days, if you wanted to know. Um, but say the straw wasn't working, for example, on this bottle. Well, what I would do is this. A pretty incredible see i mean did you know that was possible to drink without a straw i didn't until i read this story and op said you can drink without a straw amazing scenes um i don't get it why could you not just take the lid off and drink it i just don't get it now moving on to our third story entitled neighbor arranged the re-adoption of our dog without our knowledge so 14 years ago when i was 10 years old we moved from london to a farmhouse in the country along with us came our family dog jasper who passed last year but would have been only a year old at the time our new neighbors were a typical lovely farmer couple with a small dog called bonnie who instantly became friends with jasper so the as of yet not entitled neighbor starts taking jasper along on his dog walks around the fields and of course we let him Moving on a couple years, and long story short, the neighbor got a pet cat who died and then put down Bonnie, as he was apparently too sad to live without the cat. Without a dog of his own anymore, the neighbor had become fixated on Jasper, often whistling for him whenever the neighbor went on his evening walks. And still, we let it happen, because Jasper had a lot of energy, and walks were always a good idea for him. A few months later, and my family had decided to move to France. I go ahead with my mum while my dad and my sister stay in England for a while longer so she can finish her GCSE exams. A few weeks before my dad officially joins us, he drives down Jasper to France and drops him off before heading back to England alone. Now for the juicy parts. My dad is working in his office, a barn across the street, when he hears the now entitled neighbour whistling for my dog. Jasper, where are you? He says. My dad replied, he's not here what do you mean at this point our neighbor actually goes into our house looking for our dog what are you doing my dad asks well i know you're moving so i called a friend and they said they'd adopt jasper i'm here to take him to them now where is he you can't have him he's in france you're lying give him to me it went on like this for a bit and my entitled neighbor was genuinely shocked that we had taken our family dog with us when we moved house and country and that he couldn't give him to a friend of his as an aside this same man once came into our chicken coop and crushed all the eggs of one of our brooding hens because we had too many chickens we only had like 10 to 15 i thought my mother was actually going to kill him after this Well, if I didn't think your neighbor was strange enough after the bulk of that story, um, (laughs) after hearing about the chickens, I certainly do. I mean, fair enough if you you have some sort of affinity to a neighbor's dog and you lost your own dog and, you know, you love animals and you want to just, like, take care of this dog. But first of all, he wasn't even going to take care of it. He was going to give it to a mate. And second of all, why would you go into a chicken coop and break eggs because you have too many chicken? Again, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's not often that I'm short for words, but I'm absolutely baffled by these three stories I've read so far. Any explanation as to why someone would want to crush chicken eggs for no real reason? Please let me know down below in the comments. Enlighten me. Oh, and whilst you're there, drop a like on the video as well. Right, let's get on to our final story. Entitled mum tries to get me to open access gate for her gets yelled at by daughter my brother and i just moved to a gated community so i can be closer to my job and because it was far safer in order to get in you have to do one of two things one have a window access sticker that scans and opens the gates two or put in a special code in the code box that calls the resident and then they can press the button to let you in 
An important thing to note is that there's two entrances to this community. One, the main entrance, is just a pair of gates that slowly swing open and close when the code is put in or your window sticker is scanned. The other, the private entrance, not only has the gates, but also a barrier arm, like what you see at areas with restricted access that lowers right behind a car so nobody can tailgate you. Since we're still waiting for our access stickers to arrive, my brother and I have to use our own codes to call our cell phones so we can punch in the number to let us in. A pain in the butt, but it's a huge improvement over the community we left behind. Normally, I take the private entrance because it's right by my house. But on this particular day, I had to use the main entrance so I could pick up a package that had been dropped off at the office, which isn't far away from the main entrance. Well, I get to the call box and just as I'm about to punch in my number, a beat up blue Subaru whipped around the corner and went right up to the gate. Said Subaru belongs to my neighbor's mother. Let's call this entitled mum Linda. And she has a bad habit of hanging by the sticker access port and waiting for someone to buzz her in. Because of how slow the main gate opens and closes, it's not unusual for more than one car to just buzz right behind someone with an access sticker. I'll admit, I've done it a few times myself, but it's an unwritten rule that you don't block the access ports and just wait for someone to use the call box. Anyway, Linda has never liked my brother and me for whatever reason, and I know she's waiting for me to call and let her in. So I decided to have some fun at her expense. I noticed I was a little too far away to safely reach the call box, so I backed up, nobody was behind me, and pulled closer to the box so I could reach it without having to open my car door. Then, instead of punching in my own code, I looked up my name alphabetically, taking my sweet time pressing the scrolling button. My last name begins with an A, so for extra funsies, I pressed the Z button and took my time scrolling up. Meanwhile, I'm watching for other cars who might be turning in so I could punch in the code and let them in. Yeah, it would mean letting Linda in, but I'm not going to ruin a whole bunch of other people's days because I wanted a little petty revenge, am I? But thankfully, no cars came in, which is good, because Linda begins honking her horn and gesturing angrily at me through her window. I was just about at my name when she leaned out her window and screamed, Gringa estupida, open the gate now! Now, I may not know a lot of Spanish, but hearing her call me that made me stop all thoughts of petty revenge. I'm sorry, I'm at the wrong place, I shouted. I put the car in drive, did a hairpin turn that would have made a NASCAR driver drool, and peeled out of there to the private entrance. Now, I thought that that would be the end of my encounter with Linda. Oh boy, was I wrong. I get in through the private entrance, pick up my package, and 10 minutes later, I'm pulled into my driveway, when Victoria, my neighbor, and the entitled mum's daughter comes out to get her mail. We greet each other and chat for a few minutes about our days. I didn't tell her about her mother, not wanting to sour her mood, as she's aware of her mother's behavior and is just as irritated as everyone else who's had to put up with Linda. Well, wouldn't you know it, here comes Linda's Subaru. Linda pulls in and gets out. She sees me and points to me. Thanks to you, I'm late for dinner with my daughter and grandchildren. Victoria looks at me, confused. I shrug my shoulders, not in the mood to fight, and said, I was going to let you in until you called me a gringa estupida. Victoria flipped out. She ran up to her mother, who was a lot smaller than her, and starts screaming at her in Spanish. I can tell that whatever Victoria said was bad, because right away, Linda was looking like a beaten down dog, embarrassed out of her wits. Eventually, Victoria yelled at her mother, pointing at the exit, and I heard, sal de aquí, which means get out of here. 
Linda got in her car and drove off Victoria apologized to me profusely I told her it wasn't her fault and thanked her for standing up for me Needless to say linda hasn't been over lately and I don't think she will be until she learns some manners Yeah, I mean i've got to say well done to victoria for standing up against her own entitled parent I haven't seen that that often. I mean, I read a lot of entitled parent stories and genuinely That's got to be one of the few times that i've seen a kid stand up to their entitled parent It takes quite a lot of courage to be fair to stand up in that situation But as, you, as you've seen clearly victoria has a lot of power over linda as she just shut her right down Linda immediately cowered away and got embarrassed rightly because she probably knew in her heart of hearts that she was being an absolute idiot in this situation But yeah, none of that would have happened without Victoria. So I rate Victoria highly. Long live the queen. And that is going to do it for our slash entitled parents the movie 2021 edition I really hope you guys have enjoyed it If you're still watching right now and you've watched the whole way through you're an absolute legend in my eyes I mean, I can't believe you just sat there and watched that you're a legend. Um, thank you I hope you enjoyed it If you did and you want to see more entitled parents movies, i'll chuck four up on screen right now This is what part five part six of the series. I'm not entirely sure Actually, you know what if you click this playlist down here This will be all of my entitled parents movies in one handy playlist and you can go through them all if you've got time and you want to sit back relax Maybe you're going to sleep. Maybe you're chilling. Whatever. Check them all out down there. And uh, yeah, once again, thank you for watching. I will see you tomorrow with a brand new normal video. April Fools, if you got fooled by the intro, if you watched it on April the 1st. If not, don't worry. See you then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.